What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamal K. Davis here with Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, and Jeremy Hyman. And we have a great show for you today. We're really excited because Devin Robinson was called back from the Delaware 87ers. So he will join us on the pod. You'll hear about life in the G League and being back on the Wizards and how he's adjusting to the two different lives. And so looking forward to getting in with him and understanding a little bit more about what that life is like. But first, let's talk about the Washington Wizards, who are enjoying their longest break of the season. Uh, Jeremy. Homestand. Yeah. Jeremy, how, how have you been? Uh, are you your observations from practice and staying uh, at home? I don't have no observations from practice. I'm just wondering how there's not a game tonight. <laughs> it's your, body, your body gets used to the schedule, so when you go... You kind of go, usually it's game day, off day, game, or mm-hmm. back to back, or, you know, having two days off is a, is a, you know, it feels off. Three days off in between games is like. A luxury. It's, it's just crazy. I don't consider it a luxury. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I think your body's just ready for the next game. So we're, uh, lots of time to prepare for Utah. And. Then Revenge you, game. Well, then it's going to get real. You know, four games in six nights and three and four with an afternoon game mixed in there. So mm-hmm. there's going to be, uh, I guess if you broke it down by hours, it's three games in, what, less than 72, like 64 yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that Friday, Saturday, Monday, three, that's that's about as quick of a three-game stretch as you'll have. But, um, but let's start with the Jazz Wednesday. It's going to be the halfway point of the season. Yeah, 41, that, 40 first game of the season. Here we are. We just had our training camp preview, and here we are. It's <laughs> way point <laughs> it of the like year. How so many fast. times have we said continuity? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I think that, that we've thrown that out the window, um, which I think we have to review the tape, but I think I was on the I don't put too much into that train. Yeah, yeah. Um, but – I'll review. I know that's what I thought. I don't remember if that's exactly what I said, but that was my feelings before the year. Still feel it. Um, and not that it was – I mean, the team, was, if they win – if they beat the Jazz tomorrow, they're going to be on pace for 48 wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're not too far behind where they want to be. Um, you Probably just a couple games where they're – you know, I think we projected them right around the 50 to 52 win mark. Um, so, you know, they're playing, I think they're playing better. The Obviously, it's sort of like what's going on right now. You know, the fourth quarters, the last couple of game wasn't good. So that's mm-hmm. the new hot trend that everyone wants to write about. <laughs> um, and it, you know, it hasn't been great. It really hasn't been great for most of the season. Um, but like I said, I mean, you got, there's still a whole second half of the season. Um, you know, those things kind of can go in waves and, um yeah, I don't mean just getting ready for this uh this next stretch here and then it's going to get really uh really tough in the second half as we mentioned on the last pod with that schedule. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited the Wizards if they get this win over Utah 14 and 7 at home double up on the yeah, number of losses. You have Utah's like 3 and 16 on the road they're or something. Yeah, yeah. they they haven't been a good road team. It's oh. yeah, it's really no go bear. Yeah, they've they've really been uh since they destroyed the Wizards that game in Utah. I think they were right over 500 then. 
They uh, and now they're about eight games under. They have not been playing nearly as well. Go yeah, Bears, sixteen and twenty-four. Yeah, they've lost six oh. of their last seven. Yeah, um, lost three in a row. So. Yeah, so it's a team uh, trending the wrong way, but mm-hmm. we've seen it before here. You never know. Um, you know the Wizards have been better against the sub five hundred teams mm-hmm. as of late, but um, certainly and nothing's a given. And the thing is, as we record this, you know, we're talking about how, like, last last night, uh, the Cavs had their worst loss of the season. The Bucks against Indiana was really not rem- not a representation of what we have seen out of the Bucks as they beat the Wizards recently. Uh, Chris, what you look back at that Utah game, the worst loss, second worst loss in the history of this franchise. It happens. You know, you get these games, and now you get a chance to make up for it. Yeah, I think when you look at the top of the Eastern Conference, I think probably really every team this year has had at least one game, and I know that in the East it's been the case. I know that's happened to Boston and Cleveland more times than they've wanted, the Bucks certainly. But there are games where, you know, it's just, um, you know, there's 80, there are 82 games in the schedule. There are, there are going to be nights where – Things are not going to go your way. The energy is not going to be where you want it. And I know that they talk about, you know, maintaining that energy every single night. And that's something that certainly from our perspective, from the fans' perspective, you expect to see that. But in a long in a long season, and Jeremy just touched on it, the the result overall where we're at at the halfway mark is, is pretty much exactly where mm-hmm. I think we wanted the Wizards to be. I think – Standings wise, you look. We've talked about the seven or eight games that that they want back, and, and if you th- if you look at that, and they would have won a few more of those, maybe you're in a different spot. But really, if you win three or four more of those, you're not in that much different of a spot. Yeah, you're maybe closer to the Cavs. The Celtics and the Raptors are on fire. Um, they've started to create a little bit of distance, um, but the Wizards are there. This this homestand coming up is really important. They get hot on this homestand with some opponents that I think we would all agree they, they can beat. Starting with Wednesday night, you can you can you can change your change your fortune. We know that the Raptors are in the midst of a tough schedule, tough stretch of their schedule right now. The Wizards have plenty of those coming. I think that that at the halfway point, this is pretty much what this is this is what you want from the Wizards. On, on a 30,000-foot level, mm-hmm. there are obviously things that they need to clean up that they would tell you that they need to clean up. But I think I think where we are is, is a good spot and a tough tough schedule awaits. But Zach? Here we are. Yeah, I think you kind of need to take care of business now with your home floor. You're going on a road trip for Longest homestand to the longest road Right, stand. It's, mm-hmm. it's a road huge trip. difference. I mean, they're not used to being – home this long and they're also not used to being on the road that long usually it's a a fine mix of those things and that impacts kind of your your mental uh outlook into each game uh there have been a lot of those swings this year too already a long road trip Mm -hmm. um the good thing about this road trip though is that the only highly touted team that they'll have to play is the thunder towards the end of the road trip but it's very spread out kind of in interesting places you're not in la new york miami you know it's kind of the destination mm-hmm. cities charlotte detroit okc atlanta i mean atlanta's great um but 
it's in, it's an interesting. Uh, I I think when we saw that road trip, we were just like, this is kind of a weird mix of places yeah. to travel to, yeah. and a lot of people are like on our staff or TV staff are like breaking up the trip because it's so long and weird. So I think it's important that they take care of business and also get rest during these three and four games. Like they need to blow out the Magic or Nets in one of those games because they're going to hit the road right after MLK Day, mm-hmm. and that's a tough game right there. And then you're going to be on the road for a long time, and you can get rest on the road, but you're never going to be comfortable. So yeah. it's it's – in terms of the mental aspect, it's a very bizarre schedule. Mm-hmm. In terms of the opponents, the Magic are here Friday night. I keep getting it mixed up, Magic, Magic Nets, because last Saturday. month we had Nets, Magic, Friday, Saturday. So now it's Magic, Nets, both at home. Uh, Friday night concert series, Friday, hip-hop night. Shout-out to Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> yep. Um, no half-stepping. I'm really excited to, to go back in time, listen to some <laughs> Cool Modi. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a team. No, you're good. That wasn't okay. even too bad for you. Okay. The the <laughs> Magic, last time they were here, by the end of the game, had, were missing four starters. The only one, and the only one that they had coming into the game that got hurt, Vucevic, I forget who the fifth was, maybe Jonathan Simmons or, oh no, Alfred Payton. So he mm-hmm. played and actually played really well. So now they got everyone back but Vucevic. It's not that they're playing better, but now it's a it's a tougher opponent. Especially remember in the beginning of the season where we talked about how like the 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 standings were upside down. Right, it's like them. the magic could have been making the playoffs and now yeah. it's like a you know, they're yeah. as on the Tom Haberstrow, who came on our podcast, told us that this was probably gonna happen because of their shooting numbers. And then the Nets are here Saturday for another revenge game. I mean, blew out the Wizards by thirty five two weeks ago or three weeks ago. So And the Bucks are back after what was a great game, but I think both teams were just dead tired. Yeah. I mean, the Wizards got in at, what, 5 a.m. The Bucks probably got in at 3. And you could see the wear and tear on, on Wall and Beal, especially late in the game. And Honestly, I don't blame them. Like, that was an exhausting trip, probably the worst back-to-back of the year by a mile in terms yep. of time. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. the Bucks just kind of came up on top. You got the little spoof there between Delhi and Beal. Um, so I think – that MLK Day will be there'll be some drama there too. I mean, it's an exciting homestand. Like, yeah, it, yeah. The opponents aren't great, but there's like a lot of interesting games between all these teams already. The storylines are yeah, there's there's the reason there's reason for the Wizards to want to step up to yeah, each of these games. All of them for sure. Brooklyn, obviously Orlando. Both of those teams are just young. They run. They you you really do have to bring you really do have to bring your 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 best focus, your best effort mm-hmm. against those teams because we've seen against young teams that that run, have nothing to lose, that want to put pressure on the Wizards, we've seen that go the wrong way. Um, so yeah, now you look at these two teams, they're pretty pivotal game. I mean, as pivotal as it can get right. halfway into the season, but they're they're games that you want to get, you want to keep turning that tide against sub five hundred teams. And then that two o'clock start against Milwaukee is is just a weird game. It's a it's a weird time. It'll be over the past couple of years we've seen that work in the Wizards' favor. I think the home yeah. team certainly benefits yeah. from that quite a the bit. The Bucks are in Miami for a day game the day before, so they have two yeah. day games on a back to back. Yeah, it's just a really bizarre little quirk in the schedule that I think that since we you know noticing it, looking at it, mm-hmm. we'll look at that game through a different lens. I think it'll be. Uh, an interesting one to watch from a lot of from a lot of perspectives. Just something to keep in mind. 
Jeremy, from a road trip perspective, I know I'm jumping ahead here. We may pod again on Tuesday, but just because I was thinking about it, you talk about the long road trip. You're going to be able to stay home in two cities before you travel to the next city. Uh, Charlotte to be able to go back to the hotel and rest and then leave the next day for Detroit. Uh, and then the same in Dallas before you go to Oklahoma City. And I know Detroit. There's two. There's two days between Dallas and Dallas yeah. And Detroit. Does yeah. it? I mean, Please. that's that's a good I don't thing, know right? If I like you publicly sharing all my whereabouts, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I think it's. Um, I mean, some some people prefer the stay over that night. I definitely night. do. Some people yeah. prefer to get to the next city and just wake up the next morning in the next city. It's just a preference thing. Um, it's. Um, I mean, there's been, you know, there's pros and cons to both ways of doing it on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more importantly than maybe that point of it is just how spread out the whole trip is. It's a, um, it's no back-to-backs on a five-game road trip is pretty rare. Um, I think it's a, uh, you know, you have two days off in between the Dallas and the OKC part of it. So you're going to have two days off before you play Dallas, two days off before OKC. Um, there's going to be, it's just, it's going to be, you know, usually on a road trip, maybe you'll have like one or two practices on yeah. like where you have to go to another team's practice court or, um, you know, just because of how the schedule works out. And, you know, a lot of times these practices become optional and you know they're not it's a not a, like a mandatory team all mm-hmm. team full practice just because the schedule the games are so grueling but uh there's going to be a lot of practice days on that trip um with the with the time in between so should be a really good bonding uh, experience for the team so yeah those are always uh, it always can you share anything that may be happening with the team in what regards? Movies, some kind Probably. of, but you know, because oh, you, did, you did wiffle ball already. Yeah, you, we'll see. I don't have anything. Maybe OKC that stuff line. usually comes up. Um, you know, well, I'll find that stuff out on the trip. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't even, you know, I try, try to take it week by week here. So that's still when a I week used away. to travel. When One I used week to travel, Hilton Armstrong got. UConn. A bunch of players to go uh, go kart racing in Oklahoma wow. City. It was awesome. I put a GoPro on a couple of the cars. We were all just driving around. Uh, Andre Blatch was. Uh, we we were racing each other. It was it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I hope we do something. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of time on that trip. Yeah, for, uh, I, I'm sure there's going to be at least. We you know we went to the movies in Memphis last week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be at least one movie i i would think if not um you know they'll be i bet you there'll be something a yeah. t- some kind of team activity let's find out um, what taps got on playing. that on that trip so you know anything that does come up or that's you know we're, we're able to share we'll be there to do it so. yeah uh, but yeah i'll find that stuff out can next i make week. a psa yeah <laughs> yes. all-star voting ends on the 15th so get out, vote. You can make 10 posts per day on ten, Facebook and Twitter. Ten. You can retweet anyone's post, and that'll count as a vote. I'm you posting can share, right now. You can share any Facebook post 10 times a day. We'll uh, have plenty for you yep. to share. Uh, you can vote on Google, uh, Alexa, uh, the NBA.com official ballot, our app, the NBA app. I mean, there's so many ways. As you saw, John Wall was fifth in the 
in the initial results, Bradley Beal was ninth, and that's for the East backcourt. Mm-hmm. Pushing them to get there, we, we feel good about their chances to make it, regardless of the vote, but, you know, it's fun to support our players. Yeah. Uh, so that's our PSA today. That's our ad. Yeah, that's get our out ad. there and support them. Look for the two-for-one days. I think there's one more left. One or two, yeah. So take advantage of that. These guys deserve it. They deserve all of our support, so let's make sure we uh, – I wanted to touch upon someone who's not being considered for all-star at all. One of our starters, Markeith Morris, has been really good lately. Three straight double-doubles, the the best streak of his career, which is a little surprising to me. I would have figured maybe at another point he had gotten three in a row, but he's been rebounding super well. And with the small ball lineup that Brooks has put out there with him at the five and maybe Otto or Mike Scott at the four, it's been been good to see Keith who who's now saying like I feel really healthy like I'm back like the Wizards have it's not that they've been missing that but they really need that yeah to get over the hump in some of these games and yeah I mean he was a difference maker in a lot of their recent wins um and he's going to be pivotal against these these kind of bigger teams like Utah Derek Favors is a big guy mm-hmm. and he's going to match up with him a lot because without Gobert they're going small uh, the Nets destroy the Wizards in the paint the first two games. Yeah. So, and the Bucks obviously you've got Giannis who he had to defend, and you know you can only do so much with his length. But I think Keith is. We know he's kind of the X factor for this team, and to see him take that leap on the boards, and then it's been translating to other things like defense and points has been really good. And you know Otto's been in and out recently, so he's had to step up even more. But you look at like his shooting numbers, rebounding. Like Keith's been been really good the last month yeah really really good he's one of those guys that i think when the wizards first traded for him he was looked at as a stretch for a guy who could help on the offensive end all those things are true and and we've seen that from him but i think something that that is underrated with him a little bit and and i maybe not as much anymore but yeah he's a he's a really physical player he plays with a lot of He's got a really strong will on the floor. He's, he plays with that, that edge. And those are all intangible things, I think. But when he is when he is really right and healthy, he brings all those things. He's a positive force in the locker room. I think guys rally around him. So there's a lot of things that, that Keith Morris brings to the table in addition to the fact that he's a really, really versatile player and I think more physical and more um, – yeah, more more physical than I think a lot of people give him credit for. I think when a guy can shoot the three and and stretch the floor, I think that kind of gets forgotten. He can kind of do both of those things more effectively than, than I think a lot of people give him credit for. We're seeing that now. Going into the Milwaukee game on the six, the Wizards were 11-1 when Keith Morris has a double-double. And let's hope that he can continue to do that and the team can – uh, be able to take advantage of that and and take advantage of these teams that are weaker teams that they're going to be playing over the stretch them. of I the mean, next It's games. pretty simple. They need to beat them, and it doesn't yeah. really matter how, but you have to find a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We ready for D-Rob? A guy who has found his way <laughs> back to the Wizards. Yeah, I was just yes. going to note that. Devin Robinson. Yeah, so he's up here. He's going to be with the team for Wednesday's game against the Jazz. That'll be his first NBA. He'll be active from what I understand. 
and then he's going to the G League Showcase, which is where uh, Chris McCullough is. It's in Canada. Mm-hmm. I think the plan then is to have Devin go back to the G League, continue to get reps, but they had this time on the schedule, and as Brooks said yesterday, they had planned this out for weeks, actually, to mm-hmm. have him here to get you know, three of his 45 days allotted to be with the NBA team. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great experience for him, and I'm, I'm interested – to, to hear what he thinks of this two-way stuff. I mean, he's a rookie. He doesn't yeah. know any better, but like yeah. we haven't really talked to anyone who's gone through it. It's like it's going to be really interesting to see what he has to say. All right, WizKid, so you heard what Zach said about Devin Robinson, and we'll hear from Devin Robinson himself coming up on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere, WizKids. Devin Robinson, the Washington Wizards, coming up next. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Off the Bench. Moke Davis here. We got uh, Jeremy Hyman and Zach Rosen here. And joining us, as promised, is Devin Robinson of the Washington Wizards. You at the Delaware 87ers. You are our first player that is doing this two-way thing. If you could break that down for us in your understanding of how it's different from just a player that we sent to the G League what how has that helped you have this two way workout? Uh, the two way is definitely different. You know, um, it gives it gives me an opportunity to uh, go down there in the G League and, and play my game, get, get some run, and just develop as a, as a player and as a, as a man. And uh, I feel like it gives me the opportunity to, to come up here and, and be ready to play right away. You know, and uh, it's, it's it's different than being on this team and again sitting down there for a couple games because. You don't really know what the grind is like down there, and every everyday life, the travel, the nutrition, the just everything's different. The arena and, and everything's different. So you just you learn how to appreciate things a lot more when you're up up in the uh, NBA level. And what about the 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 rules of it? Do you understand? Like, was it hard for you to understand? Hey, you can have three three days up here, then you got to go back down. All of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's hard to grasp. Um, it, it definitely is definitely challenging, but it, it just makes you stay on your toes the whole year. You know, you never know we can get called up. You never know when you, your opportunity is going to come. So you just got to keep playing every day like you should last. You know, just keep competing every day and just keep getting better and make sure you're ready when your name's called. And what what are your impressions or first impressions of the league, the, the playing in the G League and the differences between uh, – first, the difference between that and playing in the SEC from last year? It's a lot. It's a lot of differences uh, playing SEC than and playing in G League. Uh, SEC is more more physical. You know, got a bigger crowd, and uh, just the whole game is different. You know, you you working for a purpose. You know, you, every game is basically do or die. You know, you yeah. want to be be number one in your league. I mean, obviously the G League is the same thing, but you just got more games, more opportunity to be in the playoffs and stuff. So that's part. That, that aspect's part of different. I know that the Wizards have the go-go coming next year. Would, wouldn't that just, like, be way easier on your two-way deal just to be, like, in D.C.? But I know you're still really close. Like, a lot of teams have uh, their affiliates or, like, Chris is up in Wisconsin mm-hmm. right now. But has it been nice to be, like, pretty close to D.C.? Yeah, it's, it's nice. Uh, obviously, the go-go is going to be even more nice, you know. I'm get yeah. to come be in this facility a lot more, be, be around the corner from – from these guys, but uh, being close is nice, you know. They can call me anytime they need me. Uh, they can come down there and coach me whenever they need to. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty nice being close. I know you said when you first got here that 
you've had a coach from the Wizards down there. Mm-hmm. There's a former Wizards coach also that's on the staff right. there. So the communication's been really good. Yeah, yeah. I talk to my coach, uh, Dan, all the time, and uh, he, he talks to DA a lot, and they communicate almost every day to tell me what I need to do down there to be ready for when I come up here. What is something that surprised you from a positive standpoint about playing in Delaware, either at your your teammates or the city or, or like a favorite place to eat there? Um, what surprised me was just the 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 well my team in Delaware, just just how well we clicked together as as like as friends, you know. I made a lot a lot of nice friends down there, you know, as my teammates. So uh, I didn't think was, people were gonna be like as cool as they were. I thought people would be like all selfish into their self, but down there in Delaware, it's really not like that. It's, it's more like a little family. I know you've got Mecca Okafor on the squad yeah. there, which is it's Big awesome Mac. to learn yeah. from <laughs> from a former wizard. I mean, he's he's a an NBA vet. To I mean, he's in the G League. Just to, to be in the G League at his age and like still grind, yeah, got to respect that. And I want to ask you about those SpongeBob uniforms that you guys wore. <laughs> I mean, what did they tell you? They just put them out and say that you guys are wearing these tonight. A couple of days before we we found out it was SpongeBob night. It was like, okay, it's cool, you know. They're gonna have a <laughs> little little SpongeBob mascot running around, and then they popped out these yellow jerseys with the the square pants pants <laughs> yeah. and i was like what y'all doing with those he's like y'all you guys are wearing these tonight so i was like oh man that, that's that's weird so <laughs> how is the reaction i guess from the fans and from you guys as the, the team uh most of the team didn't like it <laughs> i per se didn't mind it kind of looked cool you know i like the shorts a lot you yeah. know i watch yeah. spongebob a lot so uh I liked it. The fans liked it. It was, it was a good turnout. I wish we got the win, but it was, it was a good turnout overall. Yeah, that was funny. It got <laughs> a lot of good publicity. Yeah. It was, uh, um, what, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. You can go ahead. What would you do with the uniform? You know what? They actually took it back. What? And uh, and um made us sign them and auctioned them off. Yeah, oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, they took it back, guess, though. though. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to go yeah. buy my own jersey, but then I thought, about, I'm not going to buy my own jersey. <laughs> Maybe. Wear it around. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that is kind of like, especially the fact that you liked it. I wish that they would have a maybe an alternate you yeah. can ask them for. Yeah, like a replica or something. Yeah. I wish they had those. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're averaging 13.5 points, five rebounds, 22 games for Delaware. Um, anything that you feel like you have improved on really? Playing there that maybe you you weren't really getting as much of here. I know you talk about just getting those reps, but anything any particular uh, offensive abilities that you think have grown? My confidence, definitely my confidence. Uh, I just went down there and worked on my three point shot and just just playing playing again. Because when I was up here, I was just rehabbing rehabbing my hurt foot, so I really wasn't playing that much up here. So just being down there and, and getting stronger and then be able to play a full throttle. Because when I first got down there. Um, I was on a time limit restriction, so I could only play eight minutes here, you know, ten minutes here, and it, it right. grew more and more. So the more I, the more I played, the more confident I got, and the more reps I put up in, in the gym, and just just took off from there. So mm-hmm. it's definitely my confidence and, and my three point ability. And so, if for the fans that don't remember the exact timeline, so Devin, you had the foot injury in training camp, and then you know that, that was sort of your rehab time was during that. You went right before you got sent down. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if uh, if you are active tonight for the Jazz game, this will be your first game active for an NBA game. Is that correct? My first, yeah, NBA. Activity, okay, so yeah. I just wanted to make sure we had that <laughs> that part clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess what what's that feeling like? I don't know if you know. You never know if you get the chance to get into the game, but if you're going to be active to get to go out and run out, wear the uniform, all that. I'm excited. You know, obviously we, we're trying to get the win. So um, I'm just excited, and if I get the opportunity, just 
just play as hard as I can. You know, you, you don't get these opportunities, like many of these opportunities. So once you get it, you got to make the best of it. So I'm going to be excited. My family come in, just, just hope hope I play. And yeah. If I play, I'm going to hope I do well. So. And then after this game Wednesday, you're heading to the G League Showcase mm-hmm. up in Canada. Yeah. What have you been told about that? I know there's like 26 games total in the right, G right, League. Right. What, what's the hype around it, and is it like a chance to – to show, I mean, really show your stuff to yeah. other teams too, right? Yeah, basically, it's it's you got all the teams. You play two games down there with your team, and um, every team has like three or four scouts and their GMs come watch the games. You know, so you playing against not just the team that I'm with, you know, two way guy, but every every NBA team like in front of every NBA team in the league. So I mean, that's that's exciting for down the road. You know, you never know what's gonna happen. What teams gonna like you and team's going to pick you up. So it gives G League guys the opportunity and us two-way guys opportunities as well. So it just gives everybody opportunity to show, show what they got. What did you miss most from leaving the Wizards? Like, what part of that? Was it the travel, like, food? You're talking like how being oh, the NBA Mac would players? put Gatorades in his bag when he <laughs> leave and go oh to the G League. Gosh. <laughs> the food. Definitely yeah. the food. Yeah, it's, it's different down there. It's hard down there. <laughs> Now I get to come in the gym. I do the same thing. I get like five, ten Gatorades, waters, take, <laughs> take, take them on the road with me. So, yeah, definitely the food and just the, just the uh, availability of everything. Everything you need is right yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, and what was the reaction of the other Wizards when you came back in the locker room? Who talked to you? What did they say? Everybody everybody talked to me. They're, they're, they're excited. They're excited. Yeah, back. Gortel yeah. was excited. Markeith was, was excited. So everybody was hyped to have their rookie back, you know. Rook, get the towel. That's the first thing. <laughs> so I was about to say, what Rook, duties you Rook, have to get do? Rook, get the towel. Yeah, hey, I'm, hey, I'm on it. You know, I'm yeah. ready. So, yeah, oh, okay. everybody's excited. It was, it was a good aura when I came in. So cool. No backpacks? You're not no, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get the oh, backpack okay. package yet. No pink backpacks. I know, yeah, because we don't have any other rookies yeah, that are uh, yeah. that are here full time. Yeah, so. Uh, so I asked you bef- just about playing in the SEC. How much are you still watching the Gators? How much are you still watching the college game? And I'll probably watch like 10, 10 Gator games, you know, wins and losses. But, uh, yeah, I watched, I watched the Kentucky game last night versus Texas A&M. Yeah. And uh, I've been watching a lot of SEC basketball, actually. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, mean, I still it's keep good, up. Good conferences. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of talent there, too. So. Yeah. Do you like it on the football side, too? Alabama and Georgia? Were I watched that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going for Alabama. I was kind of scared, though. <laughs> Florida and Florida and Georgia do not get along. Not at all. So <laughs> I'd rather go for Alabama, yeah. That's the party the party bowl where they play. What's yeah, it called again? Florida Georgia Jackson. Bowl. Yeah, and yeah. And Jack, Jacksonville Landing. That's hype. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Beach, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to say, so I went to Wisconsin, so I'm a little bitter still about Ooh. last year. But, that, I mean, just <laughs> my, the sequence of that game with Showalter, and then y'all came back yeah, with the last was, second oh, shot man. Chris. It, it was crazy. Yeah. It, that game was nuts. That was probably the, the best exciting game I've ever been in, yeah. better part of. You I, missed college ever? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I'd never been in Gainesville in my life, but I happened to be there that weekend for that game just for a wedding by coincidence. And, and it was that crazy. happened, and I had to be around all the Florida fans. And it was crazy. That was a wild game. We, wa- we watched it on a plane. <laughs> And we were traveling because I remember coming off and Bradley Beal coming off yeah, the plane yeah, was just going crazy <laughs> after that. It was nuts. Yeah, that was a wild You game. miss college? I do miss college. Yeah. You know, just, just the atmosphere, the fans, you know, just it, it, it was a good feeling in college. I had, I had a good collegiate year. Yeah. Man, so. But it's good that you have Beal 
who not only went to Florida, but only went there for one year like you. So he kind of has a similar experience. Yeah, we talk all the time about Florida and stuff. We keep we keep in touch with them. Yeah. yeah. And I know you and Kelly are close, too, with the short shorts. He, called yeah. you. he was Today we were talking to him. He's like, oh, yeah, Devin, that's my son. He can wear his shorts whatever way he wants. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's, that's the Brody. Uh, yeah, we, we, we starting, something, starting something special. So Yeah. Cool. I feel like it does help, at least when I, when we see the interaction with you guys, that there are some guys that are, you know, around your age, along with like oh, a yeah. veteran like Marching, but everyone kind of gets along, and, and and I think that that makes for a better yeah, team camaraderie. Especially here. I mean, the team is young. They've been here a while, but everyone's right. still like your age. Yeah. Not. Yeah. 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 So we, yeah. Get, so we okay. get, along, yeah. get along very well. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the pod. Hope WizKids, you enjoyed it. Hopefully you'll get to play. In your first game Hopefully. while you're here, <laughs> that would be wonderful with family in attendance. Uh, WizKids, hope you enjoyed it. I uh, hope you also enjoyed that podcast with Marching Gortat as well. Make sure you listen on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you are listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. Make sure you share all of our content uh, because without you, we wouldn't you know, get all the popularity. And we're trying to get as many players and guests on here and hope you're enjoying it and continue to support. Thank you. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.